Welcome to the Link Adelaide podcast, today with another interview from a fringe artist from the 2012 Adelaide Fringe Festival. And I'm joined by uh, Marilyn Lynch, uh, Bob Paisley and Harvey Williams, who are performing uh, Driving Miss Daisy as part of the uh, Centre for International Theatre at the 2012 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Um, Guy Masterson, who is uh, running the Centre for International Theatre, just raved about you guys in this, this show. Good, that five dollars um, we paid him paid off. Yeah, it did well. I paid him down. Oh. <laughs> um, now, I'm assuming from your accent, so you are an American contingent yes. for the show. Yes. Driving Miss Daisy, it's one of a classic work of theatre. It's iconic. Kind of um, how do you go about bringing that story? Well, I think that there's a lot of there's a lot to be said uh, about the man who wrote it, uh, Alfred Urey, the, the way he wrote it. He, it won the Pulitzer Prize in 1989, I think, 88, something like that. Um, but it's a very simply done show, Pools of Light. It was never designed to be overly fancier or more more technologically evolved than um, some of these other shows. But uh, So it's a very simple uh, show to do. It's uh, a very simple story. Yeah. And... Uh, Subtly told over over a period of twenty some odd years, and uh, uh, it, it's it's remarkably effective, and, and we believe uh, just wonderfully written. And uh, yeah, Bob, Bob always uh, comments. I hear him talking to people that nothing happens, which is probably not a good play. But it's 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 the uh, effect of of just everyday relationships coupled with the period of time in America that this play takes place and the location uh, you know having to do with civil rights and prejudice and you know uh, Jewish you know the Jewish faith and things like that so it uh, it really encompasses a lot but it's written so well that uh, it's just normal it's just natural yeah. But that backdrop is really just the backdrop for the story of the relationship, which is really what the show is about, the relationship of these two very different people from very different backgrounds, and how at the end of the play, it's that they have so much more in common than they do. It's transcendent. Yeah. It's absolutely transcendent play. Now, I mean, just for for the uninitiated, the the story of the play, even if there may not be much of the story, is basically how you play a driver? Yes, I've, I've, I've been uh, kind of down, I'm, I'm older, and I'm looking for work, and I, I uh, happen to get put in touch with uh, Bully Wordman, who is looking for a driver for <laughs> Mother Daisy, who uh, absolutely does not want a driver, a chauffeur, uh, you know, taking her around. And so I'm met with resistance right off the bat from her and encouragement from him. And I have to try and balance the two. Uh, and then therein lies the kind of the, the initial storyline between our relationship and just how it, it, it kind of blossoms from there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those plays being such a classic that mm-hmm. just about anyone that's anyone has played these roles before. Do you feel any pressure? Stepping into these roles and going, some of the, some of the greatest actresses. It's so brilliantly written. Every actor, actress brings their own truth to it. So yeah, no. I wouldn't put anyone else down saying better than any other. No, no, no. no, no I, I, I don't stuff. believe there's any pressure on us at right. all. We are, 
we, we bring an authenticity up with this yeah. show. Yeah. Um, it's like, like Marilyn said, it's a, it is quintessentially American, and it's part of the reason that we, we chose to do this as a, a way to represent ourselves. Um, uh, but we, we bring a first-hand knowledge of this particular period of time in American history yeah. as well, the, uh, the American Civil Rights Movement and, and, and the South. So I think that you know, we are not well-known like I don't know, James Earl Jones and, and Vanessa Redgrave, who just did it on Broadway and yeah. did it in London. But, um, you know, we, we uh, watching us do it, uh, we are these uh, unknown Americans to people who become these characters for people, and they get the story a lot cleaner, I think, than yeah. maybe someone more famous in the role is. But if I went to see James Earl Jones, I mean, my jaw would be on the ground listening to his voice and how he does it. Yeah. But I might not get this as much of the story yeah. So that, I think that we have a, an advantage, actually, in some yep. ways, to doing this particular show. And I would think that's, that's certainly part of what um, Dar was saying when I was looking at There's so much more about getting into the story and enjoying the experience of that. Now, obviously, obviously the, the backdrop of the story is these mm-hmm. racism in the deep south. How have times changed in there since the 50s? Well, who's president of the United States? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, for America, coming out of the civil rights movement and um, establishing by law equality for everybody, uh, I think the the whole issue of um, of um, bigotry, and, and no matter whether you're in America or whether you're dealing with the Aboriginals here, or whether you're dealing with the Native Americans in America or the, or the apartheid in South Africa, you're going to have people who are resistant to it, who are slow to adapt and change, and it will take generations for it to finally get out of the system. And there's a whole talk these days about every February in America is Black History Month. We have a special month for black history. Well, there's not a special month for Jewish history. Not a special month for so there's a lot of a lot of of the of the blacks think that we should do away with Black History Month because it's part of just American history. Yeah, and so there are still ways leaps that we all have to go to to finish out. But oh, y'all, and all of the as bad as as it ever was, you still have you have remnants of that. Yeah. Uh, but also, I, I think the world. The civil rights movement was really, if you look at what's happening in the world today, across the world, uh, the Arab Spring, things like that, it's all about attention, the media being able to get these stories out. The civil rights movement, when they televised some of the uh, treatment, mm-hmm. you know, of blacks down south by you know, wow. bull the, the like fire that. hoses in Birmingham, that, that the dogs, uh, oh, yeah. it, it, it raised people's awareness. They were actually seeing it, not just hearing about it, but yeah. seeing it. And I think that had a lot to do with it. Uh, maybe the beginning of the big social media, uh, you know, transformation that we're, we're still you know, uh, yeah. evolving with had a lot to do with it. And I think I think that that whole time in America, you know, had repercussions around the world. As oh, well. absolutely. And, you know, and, and we we uh, very interesting when we took this to to England last year, we were surprised. Well, I was particularly that so many of the Brits knew a lot about the American Civil Rights Movement. They knew all about Martin Luther King and the history and all that stuff. 
And then they relate to the play on, on a class system level. Yeah. Yes, with with the rich and the poor, and, and uh, you know, they're very familiar with that. And of course, everyone knows the film, and, and to see how we can evoke that larger world with only three characters in pool of light it becomes our, our challenge and our strength, I think. And the story is so, is so well done and so subtle in addressing these major issues that I think it actually draws more attention to it. Because yeah. people, you know, it's that quiet yeah. introspection and people realize how they feel. And uh, so it's even more potent probably because it doesn't just drive into those things. Yeah. Yeah. You, mean, can, you can accomplish a lot without a sledgehammer. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think, as you say, I think that's part of what part of what great appeal is about not having having fantastic actors but not having name actors performing the roles and having it not there's something where you're watching scenery go past mm-hmm. isn't that beautiful yeah. we're really watching this it's all about the story but it's the story. three characters the story. Yeah. Say, three characters in life and the about. costumes absolutely <laughs> costumes which haven't been well, I, have, well, I have one suit so I have one I, got, I have three different suits two sports coats seven different ties and I'm not even in the title of the play <laughs> Uh, seven so, changes in like an hour. Or yeah, hour, yeah. So. Well, it covers, we cover 1948 20, to 1973. So, yeah. you know, I, I have to change to a whole complete suit for 30 seconds just so that we can pass through the early 1960s. <laughs> <laughs> um, and technically, I mean, your company, uh, Central Sound of Theatre, is your first trip down on Yes. Yeah. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. Um, Have some two employees. No, oh, we're just over the moon. Beautiful. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We are just. Um, what kind of other city do you obviously drive in these days? You wouldn't be the only show and the only type of city that you do. Um, what other stuff do you put on? Um, well, we work with a, a, a couple of different other companies, particularly closely in town and and uh, back in Kansas City. And we um, uh, well, we just finished a production of The Seagull. They're, they're doing yeah. a production of... Uh, what do they do next? Once Live with the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. And um, I was involved with uh, some August Wilson uh, Piano Lesson, Enchanted April. We work a lot of the classics, a lot of, of some of the new stuff as well. Um, the particular company that we're, we've brought here with this show, uh, there's some other small uh, small shows that we've done. Um, um, pieces like uh, Steady Rain, uh, which was a, a two-hander. That's, uh, I did the, the event that David Calvito did. Uh, he and I both have performed that show. And um, there's one more. There's one more show. I can't remember what's the other one. What? We believe you, but we've got stuff coming up. Yeah, we have stuff coming up. Uh, we have a, uh, another another play that will uh, uh, an Edward Albee play that we'll be doing uh, when we get back uh, in the spring, and then uh, yeah, garnering up a couple of other shows to take from Kansas City. Uh, to the Edinburgh Festival, right? And so, what what the company is, uh, what Central Standard Theatre, Kansas City, is uh, is this international connection uh, to exchange our cultural literature between people, craft, yeah, our craft, yeah. And, and take us to export our part of America's sensibilities, you know. Yeah. New York's America, but it's not really America. It's, it's New York, right? Yeah. 
And where we are right in the middle, it's, uh, we sort of represent a, a larger, I think, swath of Americana. And then so, another good thing Bob is doing, he's also bringing, hopefully, this yeah. to the heart of America, to yeah. Kansas City. We, yeah. we, we, as we come here and we meet our friends and we, we make contacts and we'll, we're talking, I'm talking with Nick about bringing a couple of uh, shows from here to Kansas City in July. Yeah. And then we go to Edinburgh, I bring the Brits, uh, Guy and his company, they come in December to Kansas City. And so it's a, it's a, a real exchange program that we're working to, to, to find ways to do it. It's, uh, and it's, we're still in our infancy and, and learning how to do this. We're kind of like the, the pioneers out here, uh, uh, <laughs> paving the way for everybody else to get here. But, uh, yeah, you run to the tree and go around it and run to the next one and go around it. But you keep going. I mean, what kind, what kind of theater comes out of Kansas City? What kind of stories? Well, that's just it. I think we have a really... Kansas City and Adelaide were founded at about the same time. Uh, we're a little bigger than, than Adelaide is, but I find that our audience, which is really the lifeblood of, of, any, of any arts uh, scene, the audience who comes is very intelligent, yeah. and they're very philanthropic in, in, in Kansas City. They support not only our little company, but the ballet and the symphony and the opera and all the other little theater companies that we must have in our in our town, which is a little bigger than Adelaide. we got a dozen, 15 professional theater companies. Yeah. So we have a we have a real renaissance that's going yeah. on there. And you can find everyone doing their own thing. There's the 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 rep, the big dog in town that's doing it's got the eight million dollar budget and they're trying to get their next big musical on Broadway and they're trying to do some you know some new stuff. You got the really avant garde theaters, you got dinner ones theater. that do the, the dinner theater which does the farces with the television stars, you got the the one that does just the musical reviews, you got us doing the classics. Uh, so everybody's got their own little niche and we're able to fill out and give a really wide range of of material and being playing for intelligent audiences in the middle of the country means that we're touching the East Coast as well as the West Coast with what we do. So if it plays in Kansas City, it's going to play in New York and Los Angeles. And and so I, it's a great place to be centered and rooted yeah. and reach out, take over the world from the middle. And that's yeah. kind of what we're trying to do too. That's, I mean, I'm very, very jealous of you. Well, well, it's, it's, it sounds fantastic. It is, and we're very supportive, and, and, and it's great to have uh, the people who just keep, you know, they, I got your back. Uh, we'll we'll yeah. help out. And, and a lot of young people. Very much. You can't say a lot of young people are now getting more involved. Uh, we've got a fringe that's growing. Yeah, we, yeah our own fringe festival. Yeah. We have almost... Almost 80 performances a day. Oh, <laughs> 80 performances. As opposed, to, as opposed to 1,000 here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. All right, well, I've got to let you go because I know you want to get out of your costumes no, and no, get in something more comfortable for the heat today. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn Lynch, Harvey Williams, and Bob Paisley are putting on Driving the Stacey at uh, the main theatre at High Ground for the 2012 Adelaide Ring Festival. Come uh, see it. An see amazing, it. simple, beautiful production, I'm sure. They're uh, brilliant. Running right throughout the fringe, and uh, thank you for coming all the way from Canada.
For more on this show and 922 others, check our website, linkadelaide.com.au, or you can find them all at adelaidefringe.com.au. And for the latest news and info from Link Adelaide, be sure to like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Link Adelaide.